Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book. I'm a registered dietitian. Now what? Where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Dr. Mariette Abrahams, a registered dietitian who has a passion for helping dietitians navigate the digital nutrition space. After much research and working as a business consultant, Mariette realized dietitians need help getting a seat at the table in business and technology. She shares her knowledge to increase digital literacy, increase confidence, and encourage the integration of technologies into practice amongst RDNs and or considering a consulting career. Please enjoy my conversation with Mariette. Mariette, thank you so much um, for, first of all, reaching out to me and asking to kind of be part of this podcast space of to share with my listeners just kind of your personal passion and your place in dietetics. And I find it so fascinating, which I know we're going to talk about and um, just teaching us about where that, you know, RDs are lacking in business and technology and digital nutrition. And I, I think you're going to learn a lot from you today and I'm excited to learn a lot from you today. But first, before we get started into all the things that you're doing right now, yeah. I would love to learn about where you got started, how you got interested in dietetics. Where did that whole path start for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I have always been kind of um, a very active kid. <laughs> so um, I was always interested in kind of health. Um, and my mother really didn't have any kind of unhealthy eating habits, I would say. So it, it was kind of normal to, to eat to eat healthy home-cooked meals every single day. Um, but then when I was about 15, my uh, baby brother was born, which meant that my mother was really busy and she couldn't do like the, the everyday cooking. Um, and so I, I stepped in and, and I started cooking, you know, dinners. I started cooking Sunday, Sunday lunches. Um, and that really improved my kind of cooking skills. Uh, but I also had a very strong interest in science at high school. And uh, so my um, one of the career counselors said, you know, because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, and she said, well, you know, dietetics could be uh, uh, an option for you because it's science. It's about health. It's about nutrition. Um, and it's, uh, you know, a relatively a new career that that you can really grow into and uh, at that time I had no idea what dietetics was and um, my dad is actually a, like a minister in church and my mother was a, a geography teacher so they both came like what is dietetics like we just know like <laughs> teaching and nursing <laughs> we don't really we don't really know about these other new careers and so um, and so that really got me started and I got into the course um, and that was uh, back in South Africa and um, and so I just did it because it was kind of a set course for four years. I didn't really have to think about which you know classes to take because everything is already set out for you, and um, mm -hmm. and and that's how I got started in dietetics. And I mean, I guess I, I probably didn't have too many options simply because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. But then I ended up doing it, and I actually did love it. So um, so that was kind of my my road into dietetics. Interesting. And when you, I know probably it's probably a little bit different because you are from, please share with where you're from and where you grew up. Yes. Yeah. So I have a, I have a bit of a convoluted history because I was born in South Africa. 
Um, and then when I was four, we moved to Europe. So I, I, we lived in uh, Germany for three years and in the Netherlands for five years. Um, and then uh, we went back to South Africa. I finished high school. Uh, but on arrival, I was like, oh, no, I, 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 I can't. <laughs> I, I really love Europe. And so I finished high school, finished university. And about a year or two years later, I moved, I moved to, uh, to Europe, uh, to London. And that's why I spent like uh, about 10 years um, and then met my husband and then we moved out here uh, to Portugal, where I'm based right now. So it's a bit of a long story, but uh, yes. I've always moved around. I've lived in several countries and uh, yeah, it's been an amazing, amazing, you know, experience. Well, and that has such a big part of how you are and who you exactly. are as a dietitian as well. Yes. So. And now that and now that you're working in this online space, yeah. it's you know you can reach everyone and go everywhere. Correct, correct. And I think you know so many of the lessons that that we grow up. Of course, we didn't have technology. You know, when when we were when we were even studying, <laughs> studying like you know. So, but I think the the lessons that I've learned in living in so many countries has has taught me to be uh, number one independent. Uh, in you know in in thought. Uh, it has taught me to be flexible and adaptable to wherever you go because we kind of were just dropped off at school and then all of a sudden, like a week later, you speak German and then you got dropped off and another year <laughs> later and then all of a sudden you speak Dutch. And it was kind of, uh, you know, you learn to just, you know, go with it. Uh, and I think that has really set up my kind of career in terms of, you know, go with it. You know, everything will be fine because it fits into place. It might be hard at first, but once you know you can do it, um, then you can excel at it. And um, and that's what I've done. And so, yeah, it's it's really been great. And of course, uh, I've, I've been, since I moved to Portugal, like it was 11 years ago, um, I've always been online. So that wasn't a huge change for me when COVID happened because I was already online. Everything was already online. I was already working from my home office. So to me, the shift has, has always been, um, I think, uh, you need to work harder at, at relationship building. You need ha work harder on marketing. But that's just the other shift that needed to happen. And so I think that that is, uh, has definitely you know, taught me over the years. And when you when you kind of think about your career, yeah. so you have been online the last over a decade. Yes. When you first kind of started, where did you kind of feel like your impact would have been as a dietitian? Uh, that's it's so interesting, you know, because I had my clinical kind of experience in in the UK. So I was working in the hospital, then I went into medical nutrition, and then I came over here. And of course, I was in a position where I'm, again, moving to a country where I don't speak the language. I don't know anybody here. And when I was looking around for like, okay, now, you know, once, once, once the baby was weaning, okay, now what am I going to do? Because I need to do something. And uh, so I was looking around at opportunities and really here, you know, the, the, the doctors give nutrition advice. And if you look at the kind of relationship in terms of the number of dietitians that we have here, it's about 36 to 100,000. 
which is, if you compare that, I, I don't know what it is in, in the US, but I know in the UK, it's 13 to 100,000. So you can imagine that, you know, competition is really, really stiff. And then you don't speak, speak the local language. Um, sure. And so that was it. And I, so I was thinking, okay, well, well, you know, what, what can I really do? And so that really set me up for, okay, now I need to combine what I've already learned. I need to combine, you know, what I already know, what I know is nutrition. What I know is, you know, the science. What I know is my, uh, you know, my ability to lead um, and to see those opportunities, which is really what the MBA taught me is, you know, take the time to research the opportunities and the market, and then you create your niche. Um, and that's what I did. And so that is, I think, really important for anybody is that I had no idea about digital marketing. It was all incredibly overwhelming I think and and I think I think I made the mistake of listening to too many webinars and <laughs> reading too many ebooks and you know it's, it's it can it can be overwhelming and I think it's important for you know dietitians now that, that all of us don't have to switch is that try and take the time to just really understand where you are as a, as a person, where your interest is, where your skill is, where, you know, where, where your soft skill lie and, and where your scientific skill lie and also what you would like to do, you know, moving forward. Because I knew straight away when I moved into the hospital is that I probably wouldn't do it for very long. And so I think mm -hmm. is to focus on one thing, learn that one thing, and then, you know, grow from there, then grow on and, and, and learn the next thing. So I think the first thing that I learned was, you know, how to do a newsletter. And I thought, okay, newsletter is the thing that I'm going to do because here I can really share my knowledge. I can reach more people. I can learn. But then I didn't know, you know, what content do you, do you send out? Like, like right. what do you do? And so I thought, okay, now the next lesson is how do I find my voice? Yeah. What do I write about? What do I really want to be? representing or be remembered for or be known for because what I didn't want to do is box myself in and then all of a sudden that's not the box that you really liked because mm -hmm. the box was small or the box was too big or you didn't get that box right <laughs> and then all of a sudden you've known as that and so I think I, I, I really played with that for a really, really long time. I think a good two years, I really played around with different formats, different content, different messaging, you know, trying to be very sciencey, trying to be very businessy. And what really worked in the end was, you know, be yourself, you know, speak in your own language and ask the, your readers what it is that they want to hear from you. So I did regular surveys in terms of you know, do you like it? Don't you like it? What do you want to hear more? What do you want to see more? And now I'm at a point where I go to events and people say, I can't do without your newsletter. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a learning curve, but I think it's one that you really need to take, but don't, don't get overwhelmed. Start at one thing and don't try to do everything at once. I love that you mentioned that about, you know, watching all the webinars, yeah. reading all the ebooks, because I feel like as dietitians, we totally go down yes. that rabbit hole and we do get overwhelmed. Yeah. And then we have no idea where we started yeah. and where we're ending up. And we get so confused that we just exactly. stop doing it all. <laughs> exactly. I see it all the time. And and especially coming to the, the niche topic as well, is I think there's a lot of focus on your find your niche, find your niche, find niche. And I think there's a lot of pressure. Um, especially if you don't know. And I don't think that 
you know, it has to be that difficult. I think you can get broad enough and, and as you go, I think it's important to always find out what people are asking you, you know, be a very, we are already taught to be good listeners, but you have to now listen more because it's online conversation. Um, and so you need to find, you know, not only your voice, but also what, what do people want to hear about? Um, and then, and then cover it. And I don't think, you know, doing a, a Me Too kind of a newsletter or anything like that is, is always a good idea. You need to find your own unique way, but don't expect it, you know, don't put so much pressure on you that you need to do it within a month, <laughs> you know. Take right. the time, <laughs> do the surveys, talk to people. I recommend not talking to family and friends. <laughs> talk talk to people and just send them and say, hey, what do you think of this? And and, and see what they say. And and I think that is is I, I've asked so many of my clients or even people at events, you know, just just hey, do you read that or did you see that? Or can I send it to you and let me know what you think? Those are the, the kind of feedback, you know, that, that you really want to shape your 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 brand and, and your message from. So how long did it take you with all of your efforts of researching yeah. and sending out newsletters? How long did it kind of take you to figure out that digital marketing and digital nutrition was kind of where that's what's going to be your niche? Well, that, that yeah, that, I mean, phew. I <laughs> loaded question. So I knew when I moved out here that I needed to do something different. And my background was, was in gastroenterology, kind of nutrition support. Um, and I really loved that area. But then this whole concept of, you know, technology came up in around 2012. And I thought, well, this is really interesting. And then I read up more about it and I did a few courses and I thought, you know what, this is an area that is kind of like the soup for me, yeah? Because I can put in my nutrition knowledge, I can now put in my MBA knowledge, you know, my business knowledge, and I now can put in my um, knowledge that I learned in the medical nutrition industry. And the road is completely open because I'm in a country where I don't speak the language. And actually, nobody has got an idea about how technology will pan out in the end. So it's kind of going into the unknown and being really uncomfortable and then deciding, do you know what? Nobody's here. Nobody's here. I'm going to do this and see how it pans out. And it turned out that it was the best thing to do ever. Um, so I knew around 2012 that this is definitely the area that I wanted to go in. I knew by 2015 that I made the right decision. And by 2018, the industry exploded. So it was a confirmation then that it was the right thing. So sometimes you already know where you want to go and sometimes you don't know. And that's also okay because you tend to figure it out as you go along. Um, but of course, strategically, not blindly. Very good, wise information. <laughs> we all need to hone it in just a Correct. little bit. And, and that's yeah. great. Great, absolute good information. So tell me how that's kind of, how has your business transformed? What is kind of, I know that we've talked about you coming out with an online yes. course and all those things take time to Correct. create and to make yeah. happen. So maybe share that process with me of how you decided, you know, what us dietitians need to know and why there's such a need and kind of the future of this area. Of yeah, so, so I guess... 
to give you a bit of background about what I do in my actual business now, so this is, I would call my day job, is to work sure. uh, business to business only. I don't, I don't see patients. I don't have a private practice anymore. Um, and so my, my job is to really help uh, companies um, and this can be companies across the industry. So whether it's pharma, it's digital health, it's, it's consumer health, it's, you know, supplements, it's, you know, biotechnology, any of these companies that are developing personalized nutrition solutions, whether that is an app or whether that's a platform, whether that's a product is to really connect the dots um, together with them, but bringing in the nutrition angle. So the nutrition, what consumers are doing, um, what the attitudes and perceptions or understanding is of healthcare professionals and really build, bringing that so that we can build products and solutions that are based on evidence that can be used. What I have found, though, is that customers, uh, not customers, the companies um, really need that nutrition expertise. And because they have very, very good um, technical expertise, uh, but, but not necessarily a nutrition lead that can lead that conversation. So basically, it's, it's really working with companies to either um, kind of build their, their solution um, so that was kind of on the on the sign uh, the domain expertise or what that we would call as like the scientific side. So understanding which guidelines do we use in practice? What do customers or clients ask in clinic? You know what do uh, practitioners recommend, for example, and how do they integrate you know lifestyle or dietary or food recommendations into a kind of a plan? And so how can this now evolve into a digital solution moving forward? What I found over the years, of course, is that that has now changed because many companies are building a solution. So now it's, it's, uh, the business has changed into becoming more of a strategic advisor, um, advising into, you know, who to partner with, um, or how to uh, get market reach, for example, um, or how to get investment or which investor, you know, introducing them to investors as well, um, or, or conducting research. And that can be consumer research as well. Um, um, so it's a really, really wide variety of how the business has evolved. But one con common denominator was that I saw that many dietitians are not in the leadership and management positions in companies or they get into the companies and they are uh, kind of more on the on the delivery end so more the coaches that have to implement the you know recommendations or the uh, or the support teams um, but there is really really a lack of dietitians who are uh, on the front lines leading the development of solutions uh, and sitting at the table deciding uh, and vouching for uh, you know kind of a consumer centric approach or also highlighting the ethical dilemmas or issues that can that can come up from developing these solutions, um, and I think that is really really important. So what I what I discovered was that many of the, the CEOs were telling me, "Yeah, we hear you, but we don't know or don't meet any dietitians who can speak kind of the business side or the tech side. Um, they literally know the nutrition side and are very evidence based and are very kind of um, not set in their ways, but you you know what I mean." They're, have a have a specific sure. way of, of addressing um, an, a, a diet and lifestyle approach because of the because of our training. 
But of course, now we are at a point where the technology is evolving at such a rapid rate. And not only is the regulation lagging, but adoption amongst healthcare professionals is also lagging. And there are various, various reasons for that, which I also, you know, completed my PhD in, is looking at, okay, we have great training, but how do we make sure that we keep on evolving? You know, so what we learned mm -hmm. at university kind of 20 years ago has changed. And so we cannot practice in exactly the same way we have been all the time because we are now entering this fourth industrial revolution where everybody has technology in their pocket or in their handbag and are, are on it not for, you know, 20 minutes at a time, for hours at a time during the day. Um, and so how does our practice evolve with that? And how can we get, you know, dietitians to really not only integrate these new technologies so that they can give constructive feedbacks to the solutions, but also be on the management and leadership end to develop these solutions and sit at the uh, uh, and sit at the kind of executive table and so that's really was the motivation for developing these the digital nutrition academy is to say hey if we really want to keep the profession relevant if we want to move into this next era of digital health which we have just been jolted into these last Yes. We really need to understand what is out there um, because the research shows that we as dietitians, you know, we use technology for maybe electronic health records. We use it for logging and tracking meals uh, and that's it. Whereas there are so many other newer solutions that help in terms of behavior change. And behavior change is really at the crux of helping people to improve their lives and to eat better. Um, and we are just not leveraging these. Um, but, and we also want to know that, you know, we want to know which credible and evidence-based solutions are out there so we can recommend them to the clients so we know which ones are better than the others. And this is really um, the reason for developing the, the Digital Nutrition Academy. Digital nutrition tools are developing really fast. Uh, I think there's a perception that, you know, it's only for people who want to have like a nutrigenetic test or a microbiome test. And that's certainly not the case. There are so many other ways that we can use it as part of the nutrition care process um, to make our lives easier, but also to be relevant to the to the client or the patient uh, and making sure that we engage in 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 the in the modern way, in the new way, in the way that is going to be inevitable. That sounds, well, that sounds amazing. I love the whole concept of like, I always felt like too, that we just don't have a seat at the table yes. in lots of areas yeah. that we should. And so I think that's great that you're providing tools to kind of empower us who haven't had that education to start approaching it yeah. in a different yeah. way. So the, so the, 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 the modules are really about you know, digital nutrition, stroke, personalized nutrition, what is it? Um, what is the science that is underpinning it at the moment or and, and coming out? So it gives you the latest um, kind of clinical paper, scientific papers um, that underpin the development of this area. Um, and next, it covers, you know, the different di digital technologies. So that is anyway from, you know, how do online surveys work and, and what you should be looking out for to nutrigenetics and the microbiome and uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning. Uh, breathables, for example, um, and also how to validate the solutions. If you wanted to look at like a new solution that comes up or pops up or clients ask you about um, in, in the clinic, um, but then also providing a framework of how to select uh, these new solutions because we are all different. We are all have different, you know, um, 
preferences, for example, or different goals. Um, and behavior, again, underpins uh, the selection of these. So we want to make sure that if, for example, uh, you know, somebody, a, a younger person prefers not to have face-to-face -face contact, they don't want to come into clinic. Why should they come into clinic if they have a smartphone? Mm -hmm. You know, what do you choose then? You know, if they want to have, you know, options for, um, uh, you know, just eating healthier or improving their, their energy, for example. These are things that we need to be able to understand, you know, what are the preferences of, of the, the consumers, the tech-savvy and, and connected consumers that we have right now, um, and how do you do that in a very, very easy and fast way so you can make your practice more efficient, but you can also focus then actually on the behavior change uh, and what you are skilled to do. So leveraging your, your, your expertise rather than, you know, being bogged down in kind of admin or, or, or things that you shouldn't really be doing. Uh, yeah, because sure. the tech is there to save you time. Yes, yes. Which we all need yes. for sure. Um, is your class, so thinking about, you know, I've been a dietitian yes. for 20 years, so I'm kind of out of the new and hip technology yes. anyways. Do you think your class is more geared towards newer dietitians or seasoned dietitians like me or I all dietitians? I think it's all dietitians. It is really, um, uh, so, so in terms of the, the format, the format is video lessons. So you'll still get the PDF handout for those who like to read through every every slide, um, but it has video lessons as well. It's kind of short, like 20 minute, 30 minute videos. Um, and so you can access, you know, it when you want uh, and where you want. It's, you can listen to it on your phone, you know, on, on your way to work. Um, so it's really targeted sure. at, uh, I would say, new dietitians who understand that they are trained in the traditional way, but entering the workforce in a completely different competitive marketplace. And so it exposes them to the technologies and solutions that are out there right now that they may not have heard about during their training. So that's the kind of the newbies. For the experienced ones, this would help you in your area of specialization to understand where you can look and where you can uh, improve on your customized or personalized or signature um, service that you are offering to your clients um, using the latest technology rather than thinking of what is the traditional way, whether you, know, you don't need to do clinic appointments, you don't need to do texts, for example, and how can you structure that in a way so that you free up your time, but you also um, uh, you know, leverage your skills. And so it's really targeted to uh, anybody who's already got high level of expertise, but also the younger ones who, who may be lacking expertise, but know that they need to, they're they already tuned into, you know, apps and solutions and, you know, chatbots and everything. Sure. So that's really um, that it's targeted towards. Well, and are you the one that are in the videos? Because I could listen to you talk all day long because you have such a beautiful voice. So I think I would learn from you so well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so I'm doing all the videos. Uh, there's also a, a community, uh, an online community as part of the course. So any questions will be answered in there as well. Uh, but yes, it's, it's, it's all me. So this is the, so this is, I would say globally the first course on digital nutrition aimed at, you know, dietitians, nutritionists, and health coaches but it's all me uh, and it's been approved for 16 CEUs uh, and so really it's cool. it's 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 a trial <laughs> definitely uh, and and yeah sure. we can just improve on there but I think for the from for the from the dietitians who've gone through it already uh, I mean the feedback has been great their input has been great and even with that I, I improved it even more before you know it launches and so you can really see where it fits in 
um, in terms of the current practice. But yeah, it's, it gives a good overview of how technology is advanced and how relevant it is to nutrition practice. Because that's what I found in my PhD is that the difference, P, I mean, all our training is the same, but some dietitians, you know, just jump at it and integrate and others don't. Um, whether it is, you know, waiting for the science to catch up or waiting for, get, for getting peer recommendations, what is that really that jump? And one of the key things um, that I found was that the, the difference is that the dietitians who are the early adopters and the integrators, they feel that technology is important to nutrition practice. So it's not how much you know about the microbiome or the nutrigenetic. It's actually more attitude because they know that this is the this is the way that the future is going. So they are proactively, you know, up upskilling, so to speak, um, before somebody walks into the clinic and say, "Hey, what do you think about this product?" or "What do you think about this technology?" So they are already preparing, and that is, I think, a key difference between the kind of entrepreneurial ones um, and, and, and the traditional ones, I, I don't like to call it that, but if you see what I mean, so there's no, uh, there's no sure. kind of right or wrong, but if you want to say relevant, I, I, you need to have a baseline um, uh, level knowledge of the technologies that are out there. And if you want to consult, um, which we definitely need more dietitians, uh, you know, uh, with a strong voice being on all the, you know, at the events and writing and researching, um, then that's another avenue to go down as well. I like, I like that you bring up personal nutrition and that's just because of my own personal, like kind of just integrated with it. But I get a lot of questions yeah. about personal nutrition lately of like yes. all the test kits and all the things and there's so much, you know, when it comes to the yes. views on it. So that I think is a very yeah. popular area that we do need Correct. to educate ourselves Correct. on more. And I, I, I've always, even from the outset, I always thought, you know, we should be the ones that people can come to and, and get an informed opinion on. We should not be the ones that say, no, forget it. You know, leave it. There's no evidence base and therefore, <laughs> yeah. you know, off you go. Because also now that I have children, you know, as soon as you tell them not to do something, they're going to do it, you know. And so what we don't want to do is be this um, alienating profession that, uh, that just says, no, there's no evidence base, you know, we haven't caught up yet and therefore, you know, don't do it. We want to be the ones that are informed, that are up to date, that understand all the solutions that are out there and can support you if you want to do it, uh, and, but also give you the education of why it may not be relevant for you right now. It's always been my opinion and I think that we are the ones that can, you know, balance the science uh, and balance the practicality and understand in an empathetic way uh, of how to communicate that um, to, to consumers or clients or patients, whatever that might be. I, li I like that. I like your passion for this because I, I do agree with you. Like when you think about the, the education that we receive, even dietitians currently, there isn't a huge yeah. space that's doing all this digital Correct. literacy for us. It's like very traditional. It's still yes. traditionally educating yes. our dietitians and so they're def you need to be a professor. You need to be at all these colleges, like doing all these internships and stuff. I feel like your program would be integrated well, very well. Let's hope some of them are listening, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I hope so. Because, or at least thinking that that needs to be a part Absolutely. of our education system. Because 
you're right. Like we've been thrown into this pandemic and this no. stuff is not going to go away. And so the future is going to be. Yes. Yes. And, 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 you know, I just read, read something now very interesting about, you know, this transition into becoming a specialist generalist, which I feel I've grown into because I was really focused on, you know, loving gastro, loving, you know, inflammatory bowel disease. And this is kind of, you know, maybe the direction that I was going to go in. But as you learn about these other areas that impact health and the social determinants of health and, you know, the societal impact of, you know, uh, 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 where we buy our food and, and sustainability and the politics and how that influences healthcare and, you know, diversity and inclusion, you know, you, you, you can't possibly just say, no, I'm a dietitian, <laughs> you know, you can't because yeah, you have to know right. about all these areas and how the, these other scenarios and, and important topics in our, uh, in our era impact how we behave and how we choose food. And so I have really become, I guess, a generalist specialist. And that's why I vouch so much. I think we always we're trained to say, well, you now need to do a master's and then a PhD, or then you have to become like a researcher, or you have to become a manager. And I am saying, no, you do not need to be a, a PhD in nutrigenetics to integrate nutrigenetics. You know, you need to understand the science. You need to understand how it's applicable. Uh, you know, you need to understand how you can maybe use it in clinical practice, or you need to be able to explain it. Um, but you do not have to have a PhD. And so I think if you have a good understanding of what's out there, how quickly technology is evolving, and how that impacts health and nutrition and, you know, maybe food behaviors you know that is where we need to go so i think we need to you know slightly shift learn the marketing learn the business but absolutely learn the technology as well well i i think you're really on to something i'm i'm so grateful that you are talking about this more and offering this in this space and i know that you're currently offering um the class right now and this is going to air a little bit Correct. later so maybe share you know when's the next time you're going to launch your class so then i can also put that in a show yes so i think guests. the the next time will be the second quarter in 2021 so by that time there's no excuse <laughs> so things Let's let's believe and be positive that things will have calmed down. And I think it's a great time because, you know, we are on to like the, the new year. People are looking at their health with fresh eyes and with more interest. Um, and, and, and of course, we are at a time now where healthcare um, institutions or payers around the globe are looking at health, nutrition, food, you know, weight management, immune health all at the same time. So there is no better time um, to really upgrade your skills uh, because it will only get bigger and we will be the ones that will be approached for um, improving improving lives in a preventative way, not in, in, in not not in a not in a treatment way, medical nutrition in a preventative way. So how can we help people now? Um, now that the interest and awareness is there, and how can we integrate these technologies and really um, be at the forefront of of this change, uh, this wave of change that is happening. I, that's my passion yes. is that preventative side because that's where I feel like that's where kind of our profession is going in a way. I mean, there's always going to be a need for, you know, the clinical side and the education side, but I yeah. think preventative yeah. is where Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I have my, thank you for all this information. And um, I will include all of your contact information, in the show notes, and also like your class information okay. and where they can reach you at. Um, is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners today about um, just you or anything that you're doing or working? Yeah, I think, future? you know, uh, although my, my business at the moment is, is B2B, I really um, see the opportunities of dietitians in, like I said, in this digital world. So I would definitely encourage dietitians, you know, either sign up to my newsletter or, you know, follow me on, on, on social media because we definitely need to build a stronger community of, uh, of, of, of a profession that is seen to be, uh, you know, moving forward uh, and, and moving ahead, you know, forcing, forcing, forging our way ahead, I would say. Um, and so we definitely need uh, more dietitians to kind of engage engage with industry, engage with regulators, engage with, you know, organizations who are looking at solutions. It's not to, um, you know, uh, to criticize, but it's to look at how can we grow um, together as part of the scientific community uh, and be part of that change. And so I definitely encourage you to, to follow me, to sign up, um, uh, sign up to the digital nutrition course. It's only six weeks <laughs> online. Um, and so, yeah, we can, we can definitely do this together. So I'll always have, you know, uh, an angle uh, to help uh, and support uh, and vouch for the nutrition and dietetic community. Um, uh, but I can't do it alone as well. I, I definitely need the support of, you know, academia um, uh, and the practitioners on the ground um, to, to, to bring these real world insights um, to build better solutions um, that benefit all. I love it. that's that's kind of me too. I think that we, yes. we need to be each other's cheerleaders, we need to be supportive, we need to talk about each other to each other Correct. and to everyone we encounter. So Fab. we're on the same Fab. I so love much. it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, now that you've answered all my hard or my easy okay. questions, now I have my hard questions for you that I always end my podcast with. Um, will you share with me some Ooh, foods that you so enjoy? So my favorite, favorite, ultimate favorite food is Middle Eastern food. And I love it uh, because they can make, I wouldn't even call it vegetarian, but plant-based meals taste exquisite. And I absolutely love it. Um, unfortunately, my family doesn't share my love. <laughs> They don't because they don't they like don't? spicy food. Oh, no. They can like smell a chili from a mile away. Aww. And so, so I really <laughs> struggle with that. So I tend to make, you know, I take, I, I tend to take the heat out of meals, but they do get it. Uh, I always tell them that, you know what, if, if we get invited to the queen one day and, and they serve <laughs> Middle Eastern food, are you going to say no? So, so they, <laughs> So they That's have very like, good just gotten into this like world food thing with me um, and they accept that maybe I, I tweak the recipes a little bit, but they understand that having, you know, diverse diets and, and understanding world food is, is important. And so, yeah, I would say Middle Eastern is, is always my top. Do you have beverages that well, you enjoy? Well, nobody should talk to me before 10 o'clock in the morning because coffee, without coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I would, 
I'm not good. But not. having said that, I, I can only have one cup of coffee a day. And that's why it's like religion. I, I, my, I would say my favorite beverage is coffee, but I don't overdo it. Um, and the rest of the day, it's water. So, yes, coffee all the way. <laughs> coffee, coffee girl. Uh, what kind of scents or smells? Yeah, I, 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 love, I love spicy, you know. Uh, and, 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 yeah, another interesting thing of my, uh, my background is that although I'm South African, I'm, I'm a quarter, quarter Indian as well. So my great-grandfather was apparently from Delhi. And so I have this natural... Um, attraction to anything spicy so whether it's you know ginger or the garlics or the you know turmerics or the, anything you know uh, uh, aniseed anything that's you know fragrant I love it love it you love it I like all those smells too. You don't ever think of all those complex smells, yeah. even like just with turmeric, like yes. how it has so many different yeah. levels and it just, yes. yeah, it's interesting. And then to eat with it too, you know, just yeah. the different levels yeah. that you taste as well. Uh, do you enjoy listening to anything when you're working or when you're hanging out with your family? What kind of things? Music? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's like? another. So, so I, I grew up in a family that had a very, very eclectic music taste. So my father was heavy into jazz, loved, loved it. Um, he really was into bossa nova. So I love that. My mother, on the other hand, she could love opera. But she was a rapper too. She loved, you know, the ludicrous. The, like she could, she could, she, she, she could rap. And so I, I was really exposed to everything and uh, the soul, the, you know, everything. And so I, I have a very eclectic, I love world music as well. So, uh, you know, I love Zakir Hussain, for example. And then in my house, and then recently I, I, I discovered uh, Dua Lipa. <laughs> love that. <laughs> so, and, uh, and, and then I have this habit that I learned actually at home is that on a Sunday, it's just classical music. And so my kids, you know, they say, oh, why do we need to listen to classical on Sunday? And now they're at, they're at a point where they put on the <laughs> classical music on a Sunday. So I think, you know, eclectic is the way to go. But I love jazz. I love hip hop, love pop, love world music. But I love some good classic. You have a <laughs> nice palette. You have a great palette of taste. There are like, seven and are 11. kids? Oh, okay. Exactly. Yeah, they're kind of like, exactly. Exactly. And Saturday, Saturday is salsa day. <laughs> so sense. they kind of have the, the rhythm down of the week. <laughs> <laughs> they're very well versed yes. Yes. in all kinds yes, of things, to. right? <laughs> and finally, Marietta. Oh, enjoy it. I would say, you know, family. Family. Sometimes just the quiet times, just to actually be in the moment and listen or just to sit. Um, I love sitting at the beach. And my husband sometimes says, oh, but you don't swim. You know, you, sometimes you don't even go in the water. And I said, you know, just sitting at the beach brings me so much joy and so much peace. And really the simple things in life are, are the things that 
bring me the biggest, biggest, biggest joy. Seeing my children grow is, is, is great. Helping, you know, getting feedback from other dietitians even and saying, hey, I like this. Or, you know, it's, it's very rewarding and, and, and it really, really brings me so much joy. Aww. Well, that just was the perfect ending to our conversation. And it has been a joy chatting with you today from across the seas and you taking time to share Thank um, you. your passion with all of us. I, I can tell, I can tell you have a sincere passion to help dietitians. Thank you. So Thank, Thank you, you so for much for hosting that. me. Well, I look forward to continuing to yeah. kind of get to know you through social media. I hope everyone else does that as well. I'm also going to link you have a free digital download yes. that you would like to share with the listeners. Yeah, so it was a, a, it's a kind of a short guide on, in terms of the five strategies that I think you need to adopt if you want to kind of integrate technology or thinking about integrating technology into your practice. I think we said at the beginning, it can be really overwhelming. And so this guide is really just five steps that you can focus on, uh, on thinking of how you would like to get started in integrating technology into your practice to your, or your business to increase your income. Awesome. Well, yes, I'll, that's a great download. So I will include that in our show notes. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much for today. And you, bye. Have a great day. I could listen to Mariette's lovely voice all day long. I think everything Mariette shared today is spot on and really gets me thinking about how I can better make use of digital tools in my job, especially in this current climate. Make sure to go over to my show notes and download her five strategies to increase your nutrition through digital nutrition. And I also recommend looking for her six week online course that starts in 2021. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.